With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Trample Pet Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, November 6th. 2021. I am your host Andy Vaughn and with me as always is Gordo. Hello, how you doing? I'm very well, how are you? Good, I'm eating my words this week but in a positive way so that's fine. Yeah, Um, we'll get get on to that. We'll get to that, yeah. (laughs) With the the normal recap of last week's picks, Um, starting with myself and my banker in Denmark with Copenhagen versus Vile, home win at odds of 2-7, to seven, just something that I thought was pretty much guaranteed, and Copenhagen went and won the game 3 nothing. so a good start. Yeah, uh, my banker, the banker double came in, which is a lot easier than a banker treble. I took Bayern Munich um, playing at Union Berlin. They previously had to some tough, uh, some tough times. Uh, Bayern versus Union Berlin, they didn't. 5-2 it ended up uh, they were they were 2-0 up within about 25 minutes 30 minutes so you'd have been paid out but uh, yeah a nice comfortable one for them which my banker actually drifted because the night that we were recording Bayern got scudded in the cup mm. by um, but but was it it Gladbach, I, think, I think it was Mujin Gladbach like 3 or 4-0 um, yeah, just got, the first proper doing which is yeah. good because I think this spurred them on at the weekend to be like let's not make that happen again no, it was a good pick. We liked it at the time um, and both bankers coming in. On to my value pick. I picked Dundee United for a home win. Uh, odds of 5-4. to four. I thought it was very big against St. Johnson. Um, they lost the game 1-0, so I didn't get it in, but they had 19 shots to St. Johnson's 6. Seven shots on target to St. Johnson's 2. And their keeper, just absolute blinder if you've seen the highlights. Um, most of the 15 goal attempts in the second half from Dundee United. And this guy just kept them all out. Yeah. Um, so another another day, Dundee United win that game three three one four one. Like it, re- it really was that dominating in the second half. Obviously, that's not what matters in football. What matters is you get the ball in the net. But I don't see any reason to not back Dundee United again if you're getting big odds on them, which which you will. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with you. My my value pick wasn't as wasn't even a value at the end. It ended up as a banker that lost. Um, <laughs> It drifted in so much. It was Toulouse versus Guingamp. This uh, in a game that Guingamp took the lead. Um, Guingamp took the lead. Toulouse then brought it back to two one, and I'm like, good. Even though it was a shite value pick, odds wise, it's still going to come in. And then in the 89th minute, uh, Guingamp found a way to beat the Toulouse defence, and it was two each. Um, which was actually was a running theme for some of my picks for this week. Was games ending two each? The two um, all scoreline. The two all score line, uh, but yeah, didn't didn't get the um, didn't get the the value double in either way. But uh, that was a I'd, I'd, yours was a better pick, even though uh, you know odds that, wise, I still like yeah. it. And the way the game went, I still like it. There's but there's see if you replay that game like a hundred times. Dundee United win that game ninety times. 
Yeah, it was it was just it was just one of those ones that nothing went right. So uh, frustrating, but bodes well for the future. Yeah, definitely. On to the outsiders, where we try and find some underdog value. Now, I took hearts away at Aberdeen because Aberdeen have been on a terrible run, but they seem to have righted that ship in the last couple of weeks. Um, Hearts took the lead in this game and then went on to lose it 2-1. So a come-from-behind outsider loss. Can't really quibble about an outsider loss, but it was annoying having the lead and throwing it away, especially a team like Aberdeen that's struggled so far this season. Yeah. No, Aberdeen have turned a bit of a corner um, after... Yeah, I think... Two Edinburgh teams. Yeah. Done them both over. Um, Which isn't really usually the case for the Edinburgh teams. They didn't fare quite well at Aberdeen. Um, And... But yeah, could, couldn't do it this week. Fortunately, we did have one outsider winner, and that was my uh, my foray into right. Belgium. This was the Royal Saint Gilois uh, versus Ghent game. Well, actually, Ghent versus RSG, um, and it was a two 0 win for the away team. One caveat: the home team missed a penalty at one nil uh, up. Uh, the home team uh, Ghent missed a penalty when they were one nil down, which is good because it's like, like I would say the majority of penalties on this podcast do not go our way. No, they like, go against I would us. Say, yeah, constantly. But it's nice to have one. There was one week a couple of weeks ago where I'm sure there was four missed penalties or three missed penalties in the games that we'd picked all for teams that we'd backed. So yeah. it was nice nice to be on the other side of that. So that 13 to 5 that ended up as really and a 2 0 win. Unfortunately, it's not one of the leagues where you get a, an early payout. But I will be campaigning throughout the uh, the off season this year to make sure that Belgium's had to do it for the next year. Yeah, that felt. Yeah. Jupiler um, Pro League on the the two 0 or two goal payout, absolutely yeah. great pick, really good pick. And I, it, it was that the last game chronologically? Yes, this was eight week. o'clock on eight o'clock on Sunday night. Um, yeah, because I put it on nice to round it off. Yeah, yeah, I had a nice single on it, it almost three to one. So yeah, that was that was wonderful. Great shout, Gordon. Um, on to the charity treble, and it was a treble because uh, for the previous three shows we'd had Joyce Slanzak. Um, all the way from America, giving giving his picks. So this was a pick from each of us and one from Joey. Tenor of her own money, as per usual, on a on a treble. Proceeds go to charity. Um, and my pick was hated by Gordon, and was then. I don't know if Joey liked it or didn't like it. Gordon, you certainly tried to persuade him that he didn't like it. Um, and, and I got messaged about this by a by a current serving police officer that was like, "Oi, the police don't don't lead witnesses in Scotland." <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to caveat what I said on last week's show and go, "Yes, what I meant was like a fictional police officer from LA, like in the Shield." Ah, right, okay. Well, good. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad that it was a fictional police officer and not a uh, not, not, not a real one. one. Yeah, but that's. That's what you did. So I really liked Dortmund at home to Cologne and, and they went and won 2 0. And yeah. strangely, I haven't had any notification to say that my side bet money has appeared in my Monzo account yet. It has not. You are correct. Uh, not because I'm going full Ben Con a friend of the podcast, Ben Connolly, and just not paying you out uh, as I have <laughs> been. Um, or other uh, podcast user, Jason Stop, who also hasn't oh, paid shit. either of us for, for, our, for our fantasy week winnings. He owes uh, us fantasy. £25 each for that. He does, yeah. he does. Um, but no, I will send you that after the show, Andy. Um, the charity on to Joey. Pick, on to Joey, who had Galatasaray versus Gazantep, uh, who did, you thought it was a very similar pick to yours, and it, it was because it was also a 2-0 home win. Um, 2-0, exactly the same. Uh, and yeah, it was a, a comfortable. They got they got the ideal goal for a team you, that 
in the first half they scored in the 45th plus two that just takes the wind out of the opposition sails when you're not playing against a particularly good opposition and then it was left with me who had uh, what I thought of quite a comfortable game um, once again I am taking teams that come up into the come up into French League 1 mug me off constantly you notice that like I feel like they get out of a league I like come up here and just fuck up all my bets like they did it against PSG they did that and uh, the game I'm referring to of course is Troy versus Wrong Wrong took the uh, took a 1-0 lead really? nine, nine minutes in uh, they then conceded two goals in two minutes which you can't do if you want to win a game um, that was <laughs> before half time they then got a goal back uh, with nine minutes to go and you think oh they'll, they'll be able to mount some pressure after that Nothing happened. Fizzled uh, out. Fizzled out and uh, the charity bet was no more. So it, it'll it be me again on the charity this week uh, as it was... Uh, that, that the, the worst part of that charity was not only did I not get the charity bet and I lost the tenor on someone else's winning pick. Exactly. <laughs> charity bet. It, just all, it just all went wrong for you. But yeah. um, hey, it was a good week nonetheless. And certainly your outsider pick more than made up for that. So congratulations. We're going to head on to this week's picks, but we'll be introducing our new guest. But first, a short break. Welcome back. And now on to this week's picks. But before we get into the finer details of that, I'd like to introduce this week's very special guest, Connor Mack. How are you, Connor? Uh, very well, Andy. Yourself? Yeah, great, great. We've just been through the picks from last week's show. Mixed bag in there. Um, not awful, not brilliant. Hoping for hoping for much better this week. And your picks in the in the Facebook group of late have been absolutely tremendous. So I'm sure you'll be a vital asset to that. It's twelve of twelve here now than it is on the group. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when people can see you and hear you, that's the bit where they're like, "Yeah." Um, but no, it's good. We're having seen what you post in the group. Confident for this week, and we obviously talk about picks pre pre game. I'm I'm chuffed with them as well. So, um, I guess it leaves it to Andy to take us to the bankers. Yeah, yeah. But before we do that, Connor, any, anything we should we should know about you? Uh, who do you support, for instance? Uh, what leagues do you like? Any good gambling stories? The the usual stuff. Uh, so I'm um, I'm a Southampton fan. Cool. Um, and I live in Southampton, but my family is Scottish. Ah, so, good man. Um, so they're from Kokodi. All right, okay. Yeah, so I should be a Ray fan, really, shouldn't I? Yeah, Ray yeah, Roberts. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Stick with Southampton. I think so. Um, I'm I'm a fan of all leagues, uh, football. Um, I also am a big uh, cricket better as well. Um, oh. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll post some things on the Cricket World Cup in a few days' time. Um, but no, I've... Uh, like most leagues in football, um, I used to run a bookmakers as well. So that's how I got my experience. Um, yeah. So, uh, and the best betting story I ever got was winning. I won four and a half grand once for five games, both teams score and win. Oh, um, wow. I was, yeah. And I, I remember it, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was waiting on Marseille to win and both teams score. And they were two nil down with 15 minutes to go and they won three, two. Oh, Amazing. Man. That's... <laughs> I probably had a hundred quid on the um, other team just yeah, to win as a single. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Oh man, that's, no, that's, that's good. Yeah. What's it like being on the other side of the fence then? Because obviously Gordon and I are are the on the on the punter side. What what's it like running the bookies? Uh, you know, it's it was it's one of the best jobs I ever had, to be honest. Um, you know, you it's good crap with everyone, and yeah. you just talk. Who doesn't want to talk about sport all day? Exactly. You know what I mean? Just you just talk about, and it, it, the amount of people you come in and just talk about your football coupons and stuff like that. It's, it's the best, one of the best jobs I've ever had. Ah, oh, it sounds tremendous. Well, hopefully that experience does you well for the for the picks this week, and you can show Gordon and I how it's done. Oh, definitely. I'd be well up for that. <laughs> so we'll run through the the normal format banker pick value pick outsider pick from each of us and then a pick for our charity treble um a tenor of our own money onto that uh and all the proceeds go to a charity of our choosing should it come in and gordon doesn't kill it once again (laughs) (laughs) so on to the banker bets i'm very close to home um this week closer to connor than than myself or gordon geographically but english premier league saturday at 3 p.m a good traditional uk kickoff time chelsea versus burnley and the home win for chelsea is one to four um chelsea obviously top of the table they've been incredibly impressive through the 10 games in the premier league so far 25 points three points ahead of manchester city Burnley currently in the relegation zone, seven points from their 10 games. So there's just a massive gulf in class between those two teams in performance and in results. Uh, Chelsea are also the league's best home team, 12 points from five home games. Burnley are one of the league's worst performers in the road, only two points from five away matches. So everything sort of fits here that this should just be a really comfortable and easy win for Chelsea. And then you add on to that, they've won the last four meetings of the sides. Here are the score lines 2 4. 3-0, 0-3, and 2-0. I cannot see them having any problems here at all. No, no. I'm exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Same, same boat with Burnley. I mean, Chelsea Chelsea are stealthily looking like winning the Premier League might be something they I, make I up think, to. I think they'd be my favourites for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I say it wouldn't bother me. I'd much rather see Liverpool do it, but it, I'd, anyone but Man City or Man United winning it really just this much better. Yeah. I think it's crazy. It's crazy how Chelsea look a lot better without a recognised striker. Yeah, isn't yeah. it weird? Yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, and I must admit, I saw um, I saw Burnley two weeks ago at Southampton, um, mm. and they had two shots on goal and scored two goals. Um, Cornet looks dangerous, but there's nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Yeah, but, and with the fact they've scored what four goals, three goals, three goals, and two goals in the last few games, if Burnley get a goal. That's not really going to no. concern me at all. Even no. two, like they could probably just outscore them. Yeah, going for that Bayern five-two scoreline from last week. Yeah. Just bring that back. <laughs> um, yeah, well, good. Uh, I am not on anywhere near a traditional kickoff time for mine. My banker is at seven o'clock on Sunday night. Um, which is actually one of the Portuguese earlier games. They love starting a game at like 9.30 on a Sunday night. Like, mm-hmm. as you go to bed, it's like at 85 minutes in. Like, how are they still playing this time? <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm going to take Sport and Lisbon away at Ferreira. Sport and Lisbon are joint top, of the t- well, they're, they're second at the table, but on goal difference, um, I get the up with uh, FC Porto and Benfica, both on 26 points, Benfica on 25. Ferreira... They're in, they're in 10th place. They've played 10 games and they've got 11 points. 
they're a pretty average side. Um, Sporting have won the last four or five meetings in a row away from home against them. 2-0, 2-1, 2-1, 1-0, 1-3. And it's not as if there's been any real gaps between them. They got relegated one year and came back up. So it's not as if it's like 2020, you know, 1997, 1985. Like these are all recent games that they've played. Freya's last few games at home, at the last five games, they haven't got a win. They drew 0-0 with Aruka. They drew 2-2 with Belenesis. They lost 2-1 to Boa Vista. They lost 3-1 to Estoril and they drew 0-0 with Braga in there. They're not a very good team. I think getting Sporting at 6-11 or 4-7, if you go with any different bookies, is a pretty good shout in here. This, If you look at the teams that, that Freya have picked up points against, outside of Braga, they're all just relegation fodder. And this league is very much like that. Anyone from about eighth place down to 18th could get relegated. And anyone from about seventh to first are the only people who look any way like they might get into Europe. Like there's just a gulf of teams. The, the split must be, like, if they did this kind of SPL style split, it would be the same teams every year that would just play yep. each other. Um, <laughs> now, I, I like sporting in this spot. They've only conceded that my, my last point was, in the 10 games they've played, they've conceded only four goals. Now, they'll probably go on and win this game 1-0 or 2-0, and it'll feel a bit nervy, but I think they'll have enough to control it and win the game. And getting them at the, the odds of 4-7, happy with that for price. this week. Yeah, yeah it's a big price. Connor, what have you got for, for in the banker column? Uh, I am taking us to Italy, uh, to Serie B for the non-traditional kickoff time of quarter past three on a Saturday. Nice. That's, that, that means there's been crowd trouble. <laughs> that in the just, UK. They're just planning it three days early. <laughs> um, and I am taking a home win for Brescia against, the pronunciation is going to be horrible, Pordenone? Pordenone? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Pordenone. Um, and from listening to you guys, I, I learned that what's the two things I'd like in a banker? One is near the top of the table, playing the worst team in the league. The worst team in the league, yeah. And that's what I've gone for. Brescia sits second, uh, one point behind Pisa, uh, and Pordenone are second with two points from 11 games. Um, Brescia haven't been great last five games. Neither have Pordenone. Like I said, they've only got three points the whole season. Two of those coming in the last five games, which means they only picked up one in the first six. Uh, they have conceded the most goals in the league and they play a Brescia side who scored the most goals in the league. Um, and at four to seven, which I thought was a massive price for a, a team at home playing the worst team in the league, I couldn't really refuse it, really. That's that's brilliant because when you were going to go into the price there, I thought it was going to be similar to my price of one to four as opposed to Gordon's price of four to seven. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's I mean, Portadoni burnt me a couple of weeks ago by playing Pisa and drawing 1-1, which was yeah. horrible. But that was such a freak result. And Pisa carried out an assault that just, you know, they couldn't find another goal in there. Portadoni have one of my favourite facts in football, which is in their last 15 games away from home, they've lost 12 and drawn with drawn three. If you look on flash score... You cannot see a green dot in any of their <laughs> yeah, away games for that for that time. And yeah, they 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 got a lucky result against Pisa. They can't replicate that against Brescia, especially with how free scoring they're being. Pisa had been winning games like 
1-0 or the very Italian way of winning games is scoring a goal in the first half and then defending for your life for the, remain, the remainder of the game but Brescia are not like that and I think it's a great pick I think I think the price is just slightly big because it, like I said they've not been great last five games um, you know there's been a few losses a sporadic win and two draws here and there but mm-hmm. there's a golfing class in that league from the bottom to the top so yeah yeah Exactly. No, I'm a I'm a big fan of it, um, and I'll combine all three of them as a treble probably because yeah. I'm pretty confident on all three, looking good. On to the value picks, um, usually something around around even money um, that that we that we like the look of and think uh, there's a wee bit of value in there in terms of where the bookies have put the price. I'm in Denmark and the Super League on Sunday at three p.m. for Aarhus versus top of the table Michelin, and an away win for Michelin is bang on even money at William Hill just now. Which I think is huge. I'm I'm really surprised actually that they're not odds on favourites here. They've played 14 games in the in the current Superliga, and Michelin already have a six point gap at the top of the table with 34 points from those 14 games. Aarhus are in eighth. That's it's a 12 team league, so eighth isn't good. It's not like the English Premier League for eighth. Oh, that's all right. Oh yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> Mike, Mike Ashley will invest in you if you're eighth. That's exactly what you want to be for that. Eighth in the Super League is like you're, you're getting down into the bottom quartiles here. It's, it's not ideal. Uh, they have 16 points, um, so over double. Michelin have over double the amount of points from 14 games played. Michelin have also won the last three meetings of these teams, and they've scored four goals each time. A 4-1 win away in April, a 4-0 home win in May, and then another 4-0 home win in October. I cannot believe you're getting even money. That's a great, great price. Yeah. Like, that's just that's just mad. 12-1 on aggregate in their last three matches. And you want to give me even money? Yeah, I'll take it. Take it. <laughs> I'll take, take it. it. <laughs> take it all day. No, I think, I think it's a good, a good pick in there, Andy. Anytime it comes to Denmark, fine. You know, yeah. um, my value pick this week uh, is at half past six. My, most of my picks are Sunday. Half past six on Sunday night. Um, this is Greuter Firth versus Frankfurt. And I'm going to take Frankfurt here at what I consider the, the rather decent odds of 10 to 11. Greuter Firth have very similar record to Pordenone. And the, they don't really like doing anything. <laughs> it's their overall, <laughs> it's their overall, uh, their overall record. Their last, I believe it was eight games in a row they've lost. Um, yeah, they lost 3-0 to Mainz, 2-0 to Wolfsburg, 2-1 to Hertha, 3-1 to Bayern, 3-1 to Cologne, who I rate heavily as of last week. <laughs> um, 1-0 to VFL Bochum, uh, 4-1 to Leipzig and 3-1 to Freiburg. They're not a good team. They are the whipping boys of this league. They have one point and they've played 10 games. They're bad. Yeah, They're they really average bad. 0.1 points per game. Um, kind of like the it, Norwich. Yeah, yeah. They are. yeah, Norwich yeah. versus Greuter Firth, great game. Like that. That's. I looked at this game, and when you you, you said in, in the chat or whatnot, or you were thinking of picking Frankfurt, it didn't immediately click. It was the same game because the reason I was looking at this game was because I'm just betting against Greuter Firth. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter who they're playing. Yeah. If I look at it and I see the odds are are, are decent, you're going to get value in there against them. I mean, Frankfurt had a really terrible start to the season. They actually lost five games in the spin after a really good result against Dortmund. They then went on to draw with Bielefeld and Wolfsburg, beat Antwerp in the in the Europa League, and then they uh, they beat Bayern uh, a couple of weeks ago. They then lost to Bochum, but again, it doesn't matter who they're putting out. 
they missed a penalty in that game, and uh, and and that's that's really all they could do. So anyway, I'm going to take Frankfurt in this spot. It is ten to eleven, and it is a pick that we all think it's pretty decent. <laughs> Connor, what you got in your value slot? Apart from a wee dog, clearly. Uh, wee dog, yeah, just, even the dogs don't even like grub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am taking us to Norway uh, at four o'clock on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to be backing Viking away at Mondjalan. Mondjalan? Mondjalan, yeah, Mondjalan, yeah. At a ridiculous price of even money. I'm not quite sure how they're even money, but I'll take it. Um, Vikings sit currently third in the league, looking to qualify for Europe for the first time ever. And, and they are a massive 25 points ahead of Mondulin, who sit bottom of the league. Um, Criteria, mate. That's it. That's all I'm looking for. You can see where I'm going with it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Find the golf, bet on it. Yeah. There's, there's only five games left of the Norwegian season at the moment. Um, and in the last two games, Mondulin have, have picked up a win, their first win in nine uh, and a draw. Um, and they're currently sort of 10 points off relegation, the automatic sort of non-relegation. They have two relegation spots and a playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've left it kind of late, uh, whereas Viking are two points clear of fourth for Europe. And I think that's kind of why we're getting such a good price. Uh, Mondulin kind of need to win every game at the moment, whereas Viking are going to continue yeah, winning. Could, yeah, yeah they, could, they could drop out. But I was looking on here, if you look at flash score of the last sort of head-to-head meetings between these sides, you know, Viking haven't lost to Mondelin since 2015. Mm. Um, I, I don't see it happening now. Um, Mondelin have been, uh, Viking have been very good uh, away from home. And in general, they've picked up results against Mulder, Bodo Glimt, who are, you know, the, the kings of that league. Whereas Mondelin are getting beat by teams like Bran, Star, Starbeck. Yeah. The um, teams that they're competing for yeah. being relegated with, yeah. losing to yeah, them, yeah. is not how you want to go about oh, this. You know, losing to teams like Odd, stuff like that. And um, and even money, I just, I'll snap your hand off for that, I think. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, it's a massive price. It's very similar to my pick, actually, uh, in terms of the golfing class yeah. and, and the even money price on an away from home team that really should be odds on. Um, considerably odds on, not just not just ten to eleven or something like that. I'm talking. Yeah. You, you'd expect. I would expect to see Viking in that spot, like four to seven. Yeah, and, I, and, and I'd probably still take it. Yeah, uh, yeah, and like you said, even if it went into went out uh, to ten to eleven, I'd still back it at ten to eleven. It's Obs- still yeah, a ridiculous price. Yeah, yeah. good pick. I'm v- I am very confident on all three of them. I'm 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 loving the show so far. So. Um, on to the outsider picks where we try and find some underdog value for you. And these and these can be any price, um, as long as it's uh, an outsider in the, in the market that they're in. Saturday, 3 p.m. for me. Uh, Scottish Premiership, Hearts versus Dundee United. And these are two teams that have started the Premier League season really, really well after being promoted reasonably recently. But they've come unstuck a wee bit lately. Both have 21 points, which is good enough for third place in the league. Hearts are in third, Dundee United in fourth by virtue of goal difference. Hearts' last four games have been three one-all draws and then that 2-1 away loss at Aberdeen last weekend. So they've not they've not won in their last four in the league. Dundee United were on a three-match winning run until drawing one each against 10-man Livingston. And that was a game where they just battered the Livingston goal and couldn't get a goal because there was two banks of five sitting behind, well, 
two bags of four and a goalkeeper and just a random dude running about. Uh, it, it was frustrating. I was at the game. It was, re- it was difficult to watch. It's on a plastic pitch. I probably would have taken the one each before the game started, but it was frustrating to watch it pan out. And then again, last week, the St. Johnson keeper had an absolute incredible game. And that game easily could have been 3-4-1 Dundee United and it ended up 1-0 St. Johnson. So you're going to get Dundee United here at odds of 4-1. to Now, I'm not, I'm not saying Dundee United should be favourites to win this game. I don't believe they should. Hearts should be the favourites to win this game. But Dundee United shouldn't be a 4-1 to dog in this spot. It's, it's too big a price for me for me to pass over. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Xander Clark got a call up to the Scotland team. Basically <laughs> on the back of that. <laughs> at the back of that performance. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'm happy with that. I, yeah, that, that United, I mean, they've done you well in outsider spot. They've done me well yeah. in outsider spots. They've done you, <laughs> done you well in outsider spots of recent, but um, no, I, I like it. It's too big a price. It like, I'd probably still back them at three to one, not two, not two to one. I'd pa- I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet the game if United were two to one, but you're getting it's four two. to one. They're probably they're, they're probably a five to two shot, really. Yeah, that realistically. Kind of yeah, realistically, I would say that's pretty spot on, Connor. I, I I would have thought if I was making the book for this, I'd have United at five to two. Hearts, Hearts is favourite. United at five yeah. to two. Um, so four to one. Yeah, outside outsider column every day. Cool. Uh, mine's is much less spicy than that. Uh, I'm going to Italy. Uh, it is another Sunday game, so uh, he probably mine's might actually end up as a Sunday fourfold here. I, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Um, it's mine just Udinese versus Sassuolo uh, and I'm going to take this game to be a draw Udinese have drawn four of the last five games home and away um, they lost 2-0 to Inter in there they drew one each with Verona they drew one each with Atlanta they drew one each with Bologna and they drew three each with Sampdoria what you will notice about all those teams is they are various parts of the table it does not matter who they're playing against they can draw against anyone and they're playing against someone who's very similar to them Sassuolo in 13th place Udinese in 14th Three points separate them. This game to me just looks like a one-each draw. I'm not calling it as a one-each draw as a as a correct score. It's I'm just taking this as a, you know, this as being a draw in general. Um, there's historically not much between the teams when you look at their head-to-heads. Udinese won the last game when they were playing at home, but Sassuolo drew 0-0 with them before that. Udinese won the game before that 1-0. Then there was a one each draw. Like there's no, it's not as if there's like a, you know, it's a five nil and a six one or whatever. They're, tight, they're all tight, aren't they? They're tight games. And even Sassuolo's last few games, they lost to Empoli two one uh, and they beat Juve two one. So there's no, there's no rhythm here. You don't like they get a recently promoted team shouldn't be beating you after you beat the current, like you know Juve. Yeah. Um, and then they, they beat City. They, they drew with Genoa, uh, Genoa in there as well. So I just think this game is heading towards a draw. I could have picked quite a few outsiders this week, and this is probably the shortest odds of the selection. Um, but I think this is for a reason, because I think even the bookies think this is probably heading towards that. <laughs> Pricing the home team at 16 to 11 and the away team at 15 to 8. So 12 to 5, draw, bang in the middle, 1 1 possibly. I like it. Honor, what you got? What you got in the outsider slot? Uh, I'm heading home. I'm heading to England uh, <laughs> for the traditional three o'clock kickoff in the Premiership, uh, and I've backed Wolves at twenty-one to ten. Um, like you, Gord, I could have picked lots. Um, yeah. I've, I've picked this one because I just think the price is very strange. Um, like Wolves' last four away games have been uh, Leeds, Villa, Southampton, Watford. They've picked up three wins and a draw out of them. And if I 
tell you the prices of those, I'm not sure the market's quite figured out Wolves. Um, no, they definitely haven't because they were my outsider for when they played Leeds and that ended in a one-each draw. Yeah. Yeah, courtesy of a ninety-fifth minute penalty equaliser for Leeds. Heartbreaking. Yeah. I was Heartbreaking. definitely, I was definitely on the right side of that at twenty-three to ten. Yeah, and I so totally got, agree. Yeah, twenty-three to ten, twenty-three to ten, twelve to five. They were in some places. They were two to one away at Southampton. They beat yeah. Southampton one nil. They were three to one away to Villa, and they came back and won three two. And away to Watford, they were six to five. So a newly promoted side like Watford you're still getting odds against for Wolves away. And this yeah, is kind of yeah. at the start when Wolves were struggling under Bruno Large and hadn't quite got his systems going. But now we're going to be backing Wolves at over 2-1 to one away to Palace. Does that mean that our Palace in the same realms as Southampton, Leeds, Villa? I'm, I'm, not, sure. I'm not sure at the moment. I wouldn't say um, so, no. No, I wouldn't <clears> say so. And, and taking Wolves in those spots you just mentioned, we're good. Yeah, like, you know those those prices were excellent. So getting the same against the Palace team. Yeah, like, and I, I and I admit I actually only pick this game because of the price. I actually think it's a kind of a picking game. I would easily happily see them both at six to four. You know, yeah, that, that yeah. kind of price. Yeah, and it, it would be fair. Um, Palace have looked all right, quite good under Patrick Vieira last few weeks. Um, a very good performance of, uh, at Arsenal. Um, I just like the look of Wolves over the last few weeks with, you know, Huang and Traore and Jimenez is scoring goals again. And I, I, over two to one, I just couldn't, I just couldn't say no, really. I I agree. It's, it's yeah. a coin flip and you're getting odds of yeah. better than two to one on a coin flip. You, you've got yeah. to side with that every time. Yeah. This is, this is only that because of the City game last week as well. Like people will be yeah. putting money on yeah. Alice. Oh, they beat City last week. It's like, yeah, somebody beat City every year. It's somewhat <laughs> at random. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't. It doesn't mean they're going to do this every week. But I, it's a really good spot. You're in there with that. Yeah. And uh, no 95th minute penalties would be great. That's, That's my criteria for Wolves. They're the main picks from the podcast. As usual, you can find them all at our Patreon site in a handy cheat sheet format written down for you. Cost five pound fifty a month to join the Trample Bet Club on Patreon. If you download the Patreon app. Just search for Trample Bet Podcast. We'd love to have you there. Uh, your support means a lot to us, and hopefully we give some good stuff back. So the cheat sheet, various different extra content shows, and also this podcast in a video format. that will be great fun this week with all the shenanigans of uh, Facebook Messenger being shut down and us having to do two recordings and find out how to get people in the meeting when we don't know their phone number. Oh. Half of it's tech support, which is yeah, like, know. Uh, you know, tech support audio. If you're into that, oh, yeah. our Patreon this week is for you. And in the oh, yeah. middle, when uh, the regular listeners uh, on the Sports Social will have a break, we hear some excellent outsider picks that Connor mentioned. Um, those top secret ones that didn't make the show. Um, one of which is 16 to 1. So, I, like I mean, it's... Yeah, let's. Uh, I'm no no reveals, but next week when you're back to debate them, if that's came in, it's paid. Uh, I, I assume the queue will be around the block for the patron. <laughs> uh, so that's the that's the patron channel. Um, we really appreciate every sign up. So thanks very much. On to the final act, final bit of business for this week's show: the charity treble. Um, and I'm going to start us off. Certainly, picks wise, I don't think chronologically I'll be starting us off because it's Sunday. 2.30pm in the German Bundesliga for Hertha Berlin versus Bayern Leverkusen. 
I'm going to take Leverkusen for an away win at even money. Ten games into the Bundesliga, Leverkusen are in fourth with 17 points and a positive goal difference of plus seven. While Hertha have struggled so far, they're back in 12th place with 12 points. But slightly scarier than just that is the minus 12 goal difference that they've managed to accumulate in the process. Leverkusen are the second best away from home team in the league. 11 of those 17 points they've got have come in the road, while Hertha just struggled at home. They've only got six points so far at the Olympia Stadium, so six points home, six points away. I just think it's a good price to get on Leverkusen, who seem to perform better in the roads and are performing better overall this season. Um, when I saw the price was even money, I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Could have been my value pick. I just like, I think Michelin are a safer bet, so I put them in the in the value slot. Um, and, and Leverkusen in the charity slot. Decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah decent. like them in there. It's a pick I've not really got much to say about. I think it's just good. Like, I think Hertha, no... are, Hertha aren't very good just now. I was, no. I was talking to someone, I think it was a Hertha fan, it was certainly um, someone that uh, watched a lot of Bundesliga and I was at, you remember we went to a couple of Hertha games, Gordon? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the reserves the, and I went to the main team and then I was talking about how pacey they were. Apparently that's not the case anymore. Yeah, the team this season just lethargic. Don't look as good. Um, so yeah, happy to back against them while they're on a poor run at home for. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I will take us to Spain for mine. Uh, surprise, surprise! It's Sunday, um, and so it is a Sunday fourfold. This is half past five, uh, and I pose this question to both of you: top of the table in the Spanish league. I've, could you name them? I yeah, mean, you know what my pick is because we were talking about this. Because we, we, know, we know already. Because we, we know already. But Real Sociedad being the top of the Spanish league this uh, this time. So they're 25 points. They're point ahead of Real Madrid uh, versus Osasuna, who are in seventh. They're also playing very well at the moment. Um, I really like Real Sociedad in this spot. They've been very good when they've had to play away from home. They beat Celta Vigo. They drew with Atletico Madrid. They drew with Hitafi. They beat Cadiz. They beat Granada in there. And... They, they look a pretty decent unit. Now, Osasuna at home have been pretty good in there, but they have lost to teams like Betis and Valencia. And I think uh, Real Sociedad are the same quality. They got wins against uh, Alaves and Real Vallecano and they drew with Granada. But I think when they play that team that are just a step above, they struggle. And if you look at their um, any time Real Sociedad have played Osasuna away, they've won four out of the last five meetings. The other game was a 0-0 draw. I think everything here points towards Real Sociedad doing well in this game. And one of the other things to point out is the last game that was played last season was uh, Real Sociedad versus Osasuna, and it was a 1-0 win to, to Real Sociedad. So when you actually look in their flash score, because they haven't played that many away games, you can see that. Now, I'm not saying Osasuna are a bad team. You know, Far from it. They, they, they got a 0-0 draw with Real Madrid, but that was away from home when they could sit in. This is at home where they're expected to come out and, and, and do this. Um, and you know, I, I think Real Sociedad have got enough here to 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 do it. You know, actually get a win here. You get them at fifteen to eleven, uh, eleven. Well, fifteen to eleven at Unibet, eleven to eight at William Hill, and seventy five at three six five. So shop around. You know, there's there's better prices out there. Um, this would have been an outsider in there for me, but it was far too close to the the pricing of of of, of my actual value bet. And I, I thought about making this make my value, but. I really think that, that Sociedad had to win this game and it just didn't feel right to not give that to the charity. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, and I've got such a good history with the charity. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so hopefully this week it will be less less pain, more gain for us. 
Uh, Connor, how are you? How are you going to win as the charity? Because it's it's we've had some pretty strong. Joey's been good on the old charity. He's he was he's, he's been Evelyn, Mister Charity, Mister charity. charity. Yeah, we'll give him that nickname actually. Um, uh, well, I I'm Saturday, so it'll be all up to Gordo to let the charity down on <laughs> Sunday. Um, <laughs> I am uh, three o'clock in the championship, uh, and I'm backing Fulham away at Peterborough at four to five. Um, yeah, I know. I know you're going to give me that. <laughs> no, that's, that's, I like it. You you can back Fulham. That's fine. It's just when I do it. It's, it's not if anyone else does it. <laughs> yeah, four to five away to Peterborough. Um, they're currently playing now uh, away at Blackburn at four to five, um, and they're two 0 up at halftime. Two 0 up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Alexander Mitrovic has scored again. Uh, he's now on 19 for the season already. Um, and I just couldn't believe that they're going to be the same price again on Saturday away at a worse team than Blackburn. So Peterborough are definitely worse than Blackburn. Yeah. yeah so we're probably going to have to uh, get this on pretty quick because um, I can't <laughs> yeah, see them. Before they drop to like one yeah. to two. For this. <laughs> I can't see them being four to five by Friday. Um, but no, it's, there's not much to say about Fulham really. Um, the, the, if they do concede, if they're conceding one or two, they're scoring four. Um, so if you want to beat Fulham, you kind of have to score three or four just just to beat them um lots of attacking flair and like i said mitrovic is scoring goals he's kind of playing at the level that he should be um he's not quite a premiership striker but will score goals in the championship um and they're they're hotly chasing bournemouth for the uh top spot in the championship so um at four to five i couldn't couldn't really say no really yeah i I like it i I mean from what i said previously about Fulham. I back Fulham all the time because I think they're going to like the like the, the all the attributes point to Fulham win. Like the, you know the last yeah. three games, they, they've they've but, scored but, ten goals and conceded yeah. zero. Like they're but also doing, Gordon, they do win though because they're second in the league. Like they, so, you, know, like, you just pick your moments. I pick my. I, do, I, took, I, do I took them against. Yeah, I, I took them against saying, Coventry. Yeah, I took them against Coventry when they mugged me off. They lost four one. How did you lose four one? Yeah, they were one up at half time, and then exactly. four one. That's the worst bit. <laughs> um, you know. But yeah, no, no, absolutely. But they, they, you know, the one last four, they're two 0 up at half time in this game. They're cruising at the moment, and with Mitrovic scoring goals, you know, you get you give that boy a half chance, and he's generally pretty decent at that in that league. So I'd be dead comfortable with that. And and did you have the odds for the the overall? Charity treble because I know you I generally tally them up, but like I it, usually it's, do. But it I, sounds yeah, like it's, what, it's two even money essentially, and then four to five just under. So yeah, like it's uh, it's another big one. Was what I was thinking. It's, it's, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be decent. Yeah, can't wait for Sunday. Looking forward to it already. <laughs> just you sitting biting your nails. That's it from no. dawn till dusk. Sociedad was nearly my value pick. So. Yeah, well, see, that's good. That's it's a, it, There was plenty of them. There's plenty of... Um, Banker was where I, I, I really lo- had to look this. It's bizarre how it works, and you were saying it, Connor, as well. It's like picking four games. It's easy to pick a game yeah. and post it in a group and stuff like that. See, picking four games sometimes. Yeah. You look at bankers, because you look at... For instance, I looked at Liverpool this week, and Liverpool-West Ham... I think well, Liverpool probably win that game, but West Ham have decided to become a top four team in the last, like, yeah. you know, six weeks. So where you take that, and then Man United are playing City. City should win that game, but you can't take them at two to three in a derby. And then if you go to AC Milan versus, Inter, there's just a whole bunch of teams that you you couldn't touch with a barge pole this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I said on my first week here, I was like, oh, just go really safe. I'll just pick like a one to four shot. 
I was, I was like, I'm just going to pick Lek Poznan at one to four. Yeah, you know, they should win. <laughs> it's a safe, it's a safe way of doing it, but it doesn't add to the the spice of it. You, and also, if it, and yeah. also, if it doesn't come in, is horrendous. Oh no! no. <laughs> <laughs> and as uh, as like, um, uh, I remember you guys saying something last week when I was listening. You were like, "Oh, this uh, this podcast is you listen to it once and then you never listen to it again." Um, I'd mm. like you to know that I'm on March 2019 at the moment. Are you working your way oh, through? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I've got all, I've got all my tips for 0.5 first half goals in the Australian A-League. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! I think you're coming up for a bit where I I hit four outsiders in a row. Yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah, uh, you did, so, it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good. I'm glad I'm glad someone's picking up on that now, and it's not just the totally distant memory. It's like it's like it's like your fantasy football, but you're in fantasy pro. Well, Andy says these outsiders are coming in. That's, yeah, no, no. that's an almanac. Yeah, I tell you what, this show, this show misses Scots abroad. Yeah, that's it. I know. Yeah. Back it in does. the day, it's got Back its own the... channel now. So uh, yeah, yeah. And the Scots all talk to John abroad. directly. You know, John's, John's still running that and letting us um, go ahead with it with the gambling by ourselves. But yeah, Scots abroad still very alive, very well. Connor, thank you so much. Um, I am. Very confident, actually, talking through the picks this week. I uh, I like a lot of the logic, a lot of the reasoning, and they all sound like solid, sound picks um, where we can get, hopefully, a bit of value out of the bookies. So if uh, if luck goes on our side in the various trebles and the various uh, different permutations falling, it could be could be a tasty week. Be the week, no contention. That's the thing. That's oh. it's for the first couple of yeah, it's the first time in a couple of weeks we've not been going, I don't like that. There was nothing you said that I was like, Yeah, look to that. <laughs> it, that's gotten for me because I, I could do with more side bet money. You were tenors, I <laughs> Connor. Thank you again, my friend. No worries. Thank you for having me. Very welcome. We'll see you next week. And thank uh, you very much. Cheers, Gordo. That was the podcast. Have a good weekend, guys. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.